Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. <laughs> it's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, we can't get fooled again. Bugs are alive. <laughs> Anyone can be alive. Anybody, anything. That's fine. Welcome to the show, everyone. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. Programming note. I'm laying one out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got it. I'm on programming notes. Next episode, we're going to be interviewing the arresting officer for the Central Park Five, Detective Eric Reynolds. So make sure to tune in for that. Uh, very interesting stuff. And uh, believe it or not, he disagrees with Ken Burns. <laughs> Usually people dislike Ken Burns because of his hair or his overall stature. But he disagrees with him because of his point of view and uh, his documentarian, documentary uh, skills in his documentary, um, his tricks. I, I've never seen a person have such a nut against a documentarian, specifically Ken Burns, our most well, beloved of all documentarians. It's possible Ken Burns is full of lies. <laughs> it is very possible. You know, these documentaries are a big business, mm -hmm. and you got to uh, tell some sort of story, and you got to have a clear cut narrative to really make the. Um, story go down. So that'll be very interesting, and that's next week's episode. So make sure you tune in to that. Marcus Parks, you're back from a vacation in Texas. Yes, I am. How was it? It was great. That's, I just yeah. hung out. I mean, it was. there were a couple of pretty dark nights there. What do you mean? Just dark nights with dark people. Lonely evenings, huh? <laughs> what happened? No, the lonely evenings were wonderful. I loved the lonely evenings. What were, you, what were you doing? Who were you hanging out with? I thought there was nobody around. I was hanging out with the people that I grew up with, the people I went to college with. And they've changed. They lead dark lives. What do you mean? But just the, it's, you know, you know, you, you, I can't get into specifics here. Gotta get into one. I can't get into that. What's a dark life? <laughs> a dark Are they killing cats? Coke. <laughs> What's happening? Drug habits. They do crystal meth. Mm. They do. Well, no, huh? it's not crystal meth. It's it's cocaine. It's a speed of sorts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Texas but cocaine, <laughs> crystal meth. Yeah, it was uh, an interesting, very, very odd night. It's one of those nights. So where, these are small town local yokels, yeah, and they have nothing to do. It's one of those nights where you're talking to somebody, and you feel like at any moment, if I say the wrong thing here, this person is going to beat the shit out of and me. And there's guns all around. Well, I mean, not. A, I didn't see any guns, but. You know they're all around. It's Texas. <laughs> Rural Texas. They're There's all about. Somewhere. They're definitely hidden mm -hmm. somewhere around. 
and they know where to find them. <laughs> so did you cross the line? I mean, now you're a big lib from New York City. Did oh, you uh, make fun no. of their salsa? Anything oh, like no. that? <laughs> no, I stay far away from That's any good. kind of politics, any sort of discussion like that. I stay far away. In fact, I mean, I did yeah. get into a good conversation. There's a friend of mine uh, across the street, apparently. He's got a cult living across the street from him. They've got a large stockpile of AR-15s. How, how big is the cult? Uh, they say it's a family cult. Right now, it's about 15. Okay. But they live in a nice little compound in the middle of this town. Oh, that dad's having sex with all of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Disgusting. yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. They get all. They all get homeschooled, uh, oh, and they goodness. get a lot of assault rifles delivered to their home. Amazon? <laughs> can you get an assault rifle on Amazon? And I don't know if you can get it on Amazon. You can order guns through the mail. That's lazy. <laughs> I don't like it. You got to go to the gun store to get a gun. Go to the gun show. They're, they have them in Abilene every other week. I don't even get wine delivered. <laughs> go to the liquor store if you want wine. Get off your ass for crying out loud. That's the thing. You see those car commercials, those mm -hmm. truck commercials, big Dodge Rams and everything like that. Everyone's putting uh, wood in the back of these things. People, people putting planks of wood in the back of their trucks. I never saw nobody do that. <laughs> Everyone just orders off a of Zappos. <laughs> when was the last time you saw somebody with an actual bunch of lumber in the back of a truck? This week. Texas, huh? <laughs> Good God. Crazy times. You got cults coming up in Texas. Rick Perry's got fake glasses over there. The border's a wreck. I like that. I mentioned salsa earlier. That used to be the greatest divide between uh, New York City and Texas mm -hmm. was the chunky or non-chunky salsa. <laughs> you know, that was a great time in American history. Yeah. When all we did was fight about produce and how many uh, jalapenos should be in a chip dip. <laughs> and now the whole thing's falling apart. It's all falling apart, man. This this cult family out there. Oh, yeah. And I was, and this is in Rick Perry's hometown that this is all happening in. My I spent God. a lot of time in Rick Perry's hometown this weekend. Yeah, what did what does uh, you had an inside scoop? You sent me a text message. You said I got a lot of information on Mr. Rick Perry. I got a little bit of information, not uh -oh. necessarily a uh, not accurate. Not <laughs> but what are the people saying? I mean, of course, Rick Perry is always somebody that I, I feel like that everyone absolutely he's just a joke essentially. Yep. Like he's a, in that town, like people who grow up with him, people that know him, he's a joke. Uh, and they like they to just, laugh with him and laugh at him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, they don't really have a whole lot of positive things to say about him. They don't like him, huh? Yeah, well, I mean, they're they're pretty indifferent to the guy. Although, in uh, past years, he has, I mean, as I've said on the show before, right. he has denied funding to his home county in order to not show favoritism. That's what kind of person Rick Perry is. I mean, right. of course, no one's saying that Rick Perry's a good person. Nobody's coming down and saying that this guy is a straight shooter and he's a good dude. Right, right. Uh, but he is not very good to uh, those that he grew up with. So they don't like him whatsoever over there. I mean, there's he's getting so some. He's getting some heat. He's getting some heat. There's some he's people who like him. I mean, there yeah. are definitely there are some people out there who very much enjoy Mr. Perry and what he has to sure, say. Sure. But anybody who knows him personally is not a fan. Well, he's a dreamy guy, and now he's got those great. Uh, <laughs> Theatrical glasses. Oh, he him, could be him and, him and Drew Carey. <laughs> you know, Drew Carey, he got that laser eye surgery. He kept the glasses, and people allowed it. He looks weird without glasses. He looks odd. Yeah. Yeah. And people allowed Drew Carey to do it because he was branded a character. Because he's a comedian <laughs> and an actor and an entertainer. Mm -hmm. Great host of The Price is Right. Love him. Just when you thought no one could replace Bob Barker 
In comes Drew Carey. Bob who? That's what I always, every morning I wake up and say, Bob who? Bob what? Huh? what? Really like that. Spade, spade and neuter what? I like that. Drew Carey fella. Genial. Genial guy. Yeah. Nice guy. Rick Perry, on the other hand, he's got to have that laser eye treatment. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. A guy like that, he's always manicured, pedicured, dressed well. Homosexual. One would argue. <laughs> yeah. One would argue that he's a, a raging... Uh, Deep, deep in the closet guy. Oh, yeah. You know, no doubt about that. But those glasses, they don't make him look smart. He's the only guy to ever break the rule that glasses make you look uh, intelligent. That's how dumb he is. Yeah. Not a lot of light behind his eyes. I'll tell you, I have a Pomeranian. I love him greatly. His name is Teddy Bear. Love Teddy Bear. He's really fur-covered poop. (laughs) That's all they are. He he, he eats the walls. Mm -hmm. He's a dumb dog. Dumb, dumb dog. But his eyes and Rick Perry's eyes, interchangeable. Yeah. Totally. Nothing back there. <laughs> Nothing in there. Just a bunch of peanut butter. Just a bunch of peanut butter in that brain. And it's so sad because he dominated the headlines all last week. Because mm-hmm. he's down there at the border, hanging out with uh, some of the border patrol. Which, by the way, I mean, he wanted... He's calling for National Guard. He's treating it like Red Dawn. Oh. He's pretending as if... Uh, <laughs> What's this Red Dawn the, the, film? The, Chinese, the original. The Chinese are coming. No, not, no the original oh, is the, the original Russians. The Russians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's, I, was I, it Swayze? All mixed up. Was it Swayze? I think it was Swayze. Rest in peace, Patrick Swayze. One of the best, one of the best dance slash bouncer actors of our generation. Mm-hmm. That man could play a bouncer like nobody's business. And then, of course, he could dance beautifully. Yeah. Uh, like that, uh, what's that one? Dirty color? Dancing. Dirty Dancing, but the yeah. one famous dancer. Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire. Yeah. Gene that's, Kelly, possibly. Sure. Sure. So that's what that's what Rick Perry is acting like. It's a new Red Dawn. All the immigrants are flooding, flooding over the border with guns and things. But then in reality, they're just like coming over the border real tired. <laughs> and then they're like, can we have a break? Now? They, they are coming over the border. Half like dead. Somebody, half dead. Like somebody who just ran a triathlon. <laughs> You know, they're finally done with the water portion, and then you know, then they are like, "What do we gotta do? We gotta go to, we gotta go to Delaware now. <laughs> We're gonna be transported to Delaware. It's a nightmare." So I don't think the National Guard is gonna do anything. No, I don't think so either. What, 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 what would they possibly? What's the outcome? They go down there, they just shoot everybody up. A bunch of bodies on the uh, on the border. Yeah, and, and you know, people. Uh, I, I heard a uh, a very interesting conversation, and that's uh, in Texas. Uh, and people were saying that exact same thing. You know, that they were saying National Guard, and they're like, "What are they going to do? Go down there and shoot a bunch of kids?" And then actually, one enterprising individual said, "Well, fuck, they ought to get one of them Blackhawk helicopters and just kind of strafe them, just shoot in the water. I bet them motherfuckers ain't going to come over." I'm like, "Well, yes, I think you could do that, but that is not a good PR move no. for the." country of America or the state of Texas to no. strafe children. And then the poor guy in the helicopter who signed his life away to the U.S. military to protect flag and country, he says, I will not fire on innocent civilians. I will not fire on innocent civilians. Next thing you know, he's uh, in a little television show called Running Man getting killed by uh, what, some, some big fat fellow in an electric suit. Mm. <laughs> Remember that movie, Running Man? I remember Running Man. That's a terrible situation to put somebody in in the U.S. military. Black Hawk helicopter looking at a bunch of illegal immigrants. Or just people. Yeah, just people. Just people. 
swimming over here and, uh, you know, climbing mountains to get here and things like that. You know, I 10 year olds. I mean, these 10 year olds. Yeah. You know what we got to do? We got to reverse. We got every for every one kid we get from South America. We got to send a big old fatty from Wisconsin. (laughs) They got to recreate the same trip that that dude from uh, Honduras made. Mm -hmm. Lose some weight. (laughs) You know what we don't have coming over here? Fat kids. (laughs) There's not one. I never saw one damn fat immigrant kid in my life. No. They're good and they're healthy and they're strong. Well, they have to be to make it across the border. Yeah, we don't see the guys who made it halfway. <laughs> the, the the Cartmans, the Cartmans of the troop, Eric Cartman from South Park. You know what of I did course. What I didn't know until recently is not only you having people from uh, Mexico and South America coming over, you've also got a lot of Chinese people coming over the Texas border. In fact, they have signs uh, around the Texas border that you know say, "If you need help, you know press this button. Yeah. If you're dying, press this button." And the directions are in English, Spanish, and uh, Mandarin. Really? Yeah, because they're the a lot of these Chinese immigrants. They come down through Mexico. They go up over the Texas. border border and they make it up here to New York City and then from New York City they're spread out all over the country to work at various Chinese food places, laundromats and donut stores. Well I'm going to really thank my Chinese delivery guy next time I see him. And I'm also not going to feel so bad when I have him deliver me some General Sows in the rain. That's not the worst (laughs) trip he's ever made. That's not a bad trip for the guy. No he's fine. Absolutely. Give him an extra dollar he's good. A lot of these immigrants, of course, Obama should have gone down to the border. Everybody knows it. He was too busy eating at a barbecue restaurant, cutting some folks in line. But he paid for their bill. $102 these people spent. $102.50. Not bad. Not a bad uh, amount of money to spend at a barbecue uh, stop. I'll tell you, there was only the guy and the gal. There was two people behind him. It was uh, Bruce and Faith Finstad. Bruce and Faith know how to scam the government. (laughs) I like it. And I've been to this barbecue place. Good place? It is Fantastic! Fantastic huh? It's and you can I can see someone dropping one hundred and two play one hundred and two bucks there. Yeah, well, these guys I like this this Bruce and Faith gal. They said, "Oh yeah, we got a bunch of family over there on the benches." They didn't have anybody. <laughs> there was nobody else there. They just saw an opportunity to get a huge lunch and they took it. Yep. And uh, Faith Finstad posted a picture of a Secret Service guy and uh, added, "Secret Service is taking over Franklin's." Hashtag no Obama. Hashtag too hungry for the prez. Yeah, she. She said that before, and then she got her $102 worth of meat, and she mm-hmm. loved Obama. And she said, Obama just bought my lunch at Franklin's, dot, 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 just your average Thursday. And this is why the Democrats are going to be in control of this country for the next 30 years. <laughs> you give people a, I hate the government. I hate, I hate large federal government. Oh, what's that, a brisket? Okay. <laughs> Thanks. I love everything about it. <laughs> nothing says nothing says getting the people on your side like a beef brisket handout. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening in Texas. Unless you take it away, there was another guy that I talked uh, to down there, and he had he's come up with real bad cancer, and of course he was able to as get on. Supposed to the great one. Yeah. Oh, just I, mean, I got the great cancer. As what, a, I yeah. mean, the uh, the deathly one is supposed as opposed to the survivable one. Ah, yes. Uh, so he got, uh, of course, he got his nice uh, Obamacare, and he thought that Obama Uh-oh. was the greatest president that has ever existed. Just and this is a hardcore, lifelong Republican. All of a sudden, you know, Obama's like the best guy that's ever existed. Unfortunately, something fucked up and all of his care got cut off. So now Obama's yeah. back to being a bastard again. 
Well, he's got to get that fixed. <laughs> you know? <laughs> got to get that figured out. Got to do the paperwork right. Yeah, it really There's does a lot, of, a lot of paperwork out there. A lot of paperwork. Really does suck. He's so actually he's a, very good Yeah, person. so Obama's over there at the uh, at the barbecue place making Rick Perry look good simply by default. Because mm-hmm. he's, uh, you know, at the border looking all white and he's dressed he's dressed in his military fatigues pretty much he had in my opinion he looked like Dukakis in a tank <laughs> wearing a stupid ridiculous helmet that said Dukakis on it mm-hmm. it was just a pathetic show and it could and it would have looked pathetic had Obama had enough um you know had enough uh Concerned to go down there. This is worse than uh, than Bush flying over New Orleans because you know in reality Bush could never have landed in New Orleans. I mean, yeah. it was full of water. <laughs> Not exactly an easy place to land a plane. No, you know he's no Nick Cage from Con Air. He can't exactly just land a plane wherever he wants to and you know take over the cockpit. Yeah, I'm the president. God damn it, get out of the cockpit. We're landing the plane in New Orleans. Not happening. You know. But all Obama had to do was go, what was it, 35 miles, 90 miles, something like that? 90. And just stand there. Give some high fives out. Something. Shake some hands. It's very simple. Instead, he went to a university and had a bunch of soda with some gal who was talking about how her father lost his job, but now he's doing good again. So basically, instead of going down and taking care of uh, at least a photo op and at least you know letting the American people know that he's concerned about the border crisis... He was just having a bad first date. <laughs> he was just having a bad first OK Cupid date with some random college gal. Not to mention, I'm sure there was some dude who asked this girl out for that day. Yeah. Hey Becky, will you go out to the diner with me and have some soda and maybe get a you know let me split a Sunday? You know how kids are dating these days. Yeah. <laughs> Sodas and Sundays. No, I've got to meet the president, Barack Obama. Ryan, <laughs> don't talk to me anymore. I'm about to be the new first lady. She thought it was going to be a real love affair. Yes, she did. And this is Obama saying he doesn't like photo op. That was aggravating. What, saying he doesn't like photo op? Yeah, the man's the man's king of the photo op. Yeah. Which is not even claimed. Own it. Yeah. I mean, the guy, when he when he gave his goddamn inauguration speech in, uh, oh, wait, he did it at a Roman Coliseum. <laughs> I mean, the man likes a photo op. Yes, he does. I just don't understand what he was thinking. I don't get it. I don't understand what his advisors were thinking. And uh, a lot of the Democrats, Paul Begala, mm-hmm. and everybody else is very upset with him about it. He just doesn't seem to care anymore. I don't think he does. He doesn't and- seem to care about any of us normal folks anymore. Well, I, I think he's uh, just kind of hitting the end of his term, and he's just ready to get out. He doesn't care about anything. But it's not even, he's not even hitting the end of the term. He's yeah. not even halfway done yet. I guess he isn't even halfway done yet. He's got a lot of time to go. Ooh, yeah, man. he's just taking it easy. I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like maybe um, maybe he should have taken that hit of weed in Colorado. <laughs> he was walking through Colorado. Uh, I, there was some store. Some dude offers him a joint, and I did like the reaction. He just smiled and said no, but you know in his head he's like, absolutely, in another time. Please, please, I'll please. I'll come back here in three years. I need to get stoned out of my goddamn gourd. Life is miserable. Michelle's yelling at me, and the girls are about to start having sex. Yeah, they are. It's a nightmare for the poor guy. Being a father alone is difficult. Of, then, six, of, a, of a cute 16-year-old girl? Yeah, and then you got to take, uh, you know, try to have world issues to deal with, but he's just, he's just not dealing with them at all. No, he's not. You know, ISIS is out there going crazy in the Middle East with the weapons that we gave him to fight Syria. Yeah. Israel's killed over 200 Palestinians. Nothing. And his whole thing with Israel, he just tells him to tone it down. But that's not happening. Since when has that ever happened? You can't just go, cool it. it. By the way, can I say, can I tell him about your relationship, Stannis? Yeah. Yeah. So you're a single guy. I am. You were dating a Jewish gal. Mm Mm-hmm. 
How easy was it to tell her to tone it down? <laughs> if I, how easy was it? It was not. It, it's it was impossible. The one thing that you didn't do. Tone you, it down. Oh, you want me to tone it down? Yeah. And so you're telling me what to do? Oh yeah, yeah. You no tell way. an Israeli woman to calm down. She did not. Yeah, no, no. She did not appreciate that. I'm sure not. Mm-mm. I don't think Netanyahu appreciates it, and I don't think any of the Jewish folks. Uh, really cared to listen to him yeah. very much. Turns to be a ratcheting up sort of situation. Holy Lord. They are destroyed. They're winning big time. Well, yeah. You know, they always destroy those Palestinians. That Gaza Strip, I, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> you know, just leave it alone. Yeah. I don't know why people like this stupid piece of land. I don't know either. I mean, I know it's a holy, holy land and this is mine, but it's like, you know, man, if you live in a trailer park, some dude comes into your trailer with a bunch of guns and is like, get out. This is mine now. Just get out. <laughs> Go to another terrible trailer. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. <laughs> no sure. But what if that, that trailer's been in your family for decades? You know what, man? At some point in life, you got to be the change that you see in your family, <laughs> that you want to see in your family. Get out of the Break the cycle. Park. Get out of the bean factory. <laughs> And just get a nice place in Poughkeepsie. That's all you got to do. But he just doesn't. Uh, I don't understand what's happening. He's just, he's so upset. And he's taking it out on all of us. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like when your dad got real mad at you because the Dallas Cowboys lost or something, you know, because of something completely outside of your control, because he was in a family fight with his sister, and then you get yelled at, uh, you know, because you were four minutes late to uh, to church, and you know it's not about you being four minutes late to church, it's about because his sister, you know, uh, stole some of the inheritance or something like that. Mm. We're just getting drawn into this family feud between, you know, Boehner and all these, uh, you know, Republicans and Democrats, and it's like, nobody cares. No. You know, and Obama's... He's at 33% in the approval ratings. People are favorable when it comes to how he's handling the border, which you would think would be like, oh, as a president, wake-up call. But then Congress is at 23%. Yeah. So he's like, he's still up by 10 points. <laughs> it's like it's like, it, goddamn, it's like when the U.S. team was playing, um, U.S. Uh, was playing, uh, what was it, Germany. Mm-hmm. Was it the Germans? That we played, yeah. and we still got to go into the uh, yeah into it was the, the sixteen. We lost 0-1. Yeah, it was the the Germans. Uh, yeah, and we still got a participation trophy. It was still you're still doing pretty good. Yeah, we got to go in this. We got to go into the sweet sixteen. Yeah, you know, but it's no, you didn't win. <laughs> you still sucked. You know, and that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. He's still he's doing a terrible job, but he's slightly better. Yeah, than a couple of a uh, couple of lunatics like Gomert. <laughs> Yeah, you're better than you're better than Louis Gomert. Yeah, and I'll tell you this though, man, Gomert doesn't get any respect back in Texas. No, 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 no. Someone did definitely. Uh, For those like, that don't know, Google Louis Gomert. Uh-huh. He looks just like Yellow Bastard <laughs> from Sin City. I'm telling you, did you ever notice that? No, yeah, I never did, but you're 100 percent right. Take a uh, highlighter to that dude's face. Yeah, a yellow highlighter, just like Yellow Bastard. Yeah, and someone said like, yeah, talking about the representatives, like, yeah, you know, we got Randy Nagabauer, but at least we don't have fucking louis gomert yeah like you know nagabauer is beating gomert huh yeah nagabauer and and nagabauer's he's been in that seat for a long long time now Uh, but still and he's not very good at it but still better than gomert so you got to have a gomert around he's like the fat friend that every girl has (laughs) you always got to have a big susan (laughs) it always makes it always makes the mildly large wendy feel better always and the big susan she gets by because she's always the last at the bar (laughs) And then she always gets picked up, too. Everyone's got their own strategy. Yeah. So now this is helping out Rick. 
Mr. Perry, when I want him to be encouraged. I want Rick Perry to be encouraged because I got to have him run again. Yeah. We need to have him run again. <laughs> he was so much fun. La- Oops. Oops. I mean, you just got to remember the three uh, parts of government you want to cut. <laughs> I mean, because if you get there and then you cut the wrong one, then you're like, oh my God, Congress is gone. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I thought I was cutting. I thought I was cutting education. Oh, dang. I cut the Supreme Court. Oh, my. Darn. Chris Christie's over in Iowa as well right now trying to get people to like him. Oh, really? They like him. They like him. He was at a county fair. This is the one thing about Chris Christie. He's unabashedly fat. Yeah. And uh, he's embracing it. And I like that. Because remember that for a little while? He's like, I'm going to lose weight. Yeah. He, he did that Rob Ford thing. Mm-hmm. Where he tried to throw Rob Ford lost, and then you lost four pounds and then gained back like fifteen or something. Oh man, what a champion! But I'm happy. Uh, Christie's done with it. After Bridgegate, he's like, oh, forget about it. Yeah. If I'm going to be a politician, I gotta, I gotta stress eat. Got a stress eat. <laughs> oh man. So Think he had a funnel cake. Was oh he had a bunch of funnel cakes. <laughs> he's the only guy who doesn't eat for a photo op. They just happen to take a photo when he's eating. It's like every president when they go into a when they go into a bar they have one sip of Guinness. It's yeah. a, it's St. Patrick's Day, but you just you'll just catch Chris Christie eating. Yeah, he's an everyman. His well, uh, he did a county fair in Iowa, and the uh, food was uh, whiskey whiskey um, whatever uh, marinated uh, t- uh, pork loins, and then uh, cheese oh. curds. And uh, a bunch of other deep fried, probably a deep fried Snickers was on the plate. Really classic stuff. Yeah. Stuff that appeals to your Iowa voter. I wasn't going to vote for him, but then he gave me cheese curds. I didn't like Obama, but then he gave me brisket. That's what <laughs> politics have come down to. Feed the people what they want. Yeah, and Chris Christie says himself, he said, they love me in Iowa. They did, and they he got a nice response in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And he got it. He'll go down to the border soon. Holy Lord, a bunch of kids swimming back once they see that blob. He's another guy who should do the reverse. He's got to do the reverse uh, immigration. Yeah. He's got to get his ass down to Honduras. The amazing fat race. I mean, if I was them, and if I if I were these kids, and if I were the parents of these kids, fuck yeah, I'd be sending them to America. The violence down there. Well, apparently now, they're just, because this is the, it's a Bush-Cheney law, so if you're from Mexico and you come over here... You immediately get sent back to Mexico. But if you're from uh, South America and some other places, then you have a much larger chance of staying in America and uh, getting uh, citizenship. And it's a it's a bizarre. I think it was 07, 06. It's under Bush Cheney. It's a it's a bizarre thing that they signed because it seems to be um, extremely mean towards Mexicans. <laughs> Right? Oh, oh! you're just trying to say that George Bush doesn't like Mexicans? I mean, I don't know. He, he hasn't deported as many as Obama. He didn't uh, deport as many as Obama has. Yeah, that is true. I think, uh, yeah, for the most part, I don't think that Bush... I mean, he spoke Spanish very, uh, you know, not as... He wasn't as bad as Bloomberg, but mm-hmm. he's no... Uh, you know, he's no Castro. Very, very bizarre. So in a lot of these places, these p- people are coming over here because they think that they are just going to be given amnesty. Um, but at the same time, they're kids, and the reaction from a lot of the people um, when these kids come into their communities, it, it really does throw you right back to Selma. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel like uh, it's a real civil rights uh, scene, and um, I feel like racism is trumped up a lot in the, in the culture, and I feel like for the most part, white people are exceptionally loving folks. But then there are others. 
the others that take to making signs yeah that protest the buses of children i don't even care if you don't want the kids in your community it really doesn't matter just put your signs away and find a better way to express your rage and anger. Signs are for WWE Monday Night Raw. <laughs> it's for you to express your love or hate for John Cena. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's not for you to express a political opinion on a piece of cardboard with a uh, with a uh, with a gel that has a bunch of sparkles in it. And you just write, get out, Browns. <laughs> One of them said, send them to Coyote Obama. Send them to where? Coyote Obama. Coyote. Oh, because now, he, of course, yeah, coyote yeah. is the term that people give to the smugglers of, uh, of the, uh, the human smugglers of the kids that come over here. Mm -hmm. So send them to Obama. Send them to the White House. Well, we did a whole episode on the Franklin cover up and that. Doesn't seem like a good place to send any children in Washington, D.C. Another flyer that was distributed by 11 different groups said, We are being invaded. Our border patrol is overwhelmed by the massive flow of illegal aliens crossing our border. Daily. An invasion implies that people have weapons. These are children. From what I recall, none of them are packing. No. I haven't seen any of these kids packing. No. An invasion definitely implies a nation... Another nation is coming over to our nation to make our nation their nation. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that none of these kids are like, we're going to make a little Honduras right here in Louisiana. <laughs> I'm 10 years old. I will. I am president. Yeah. I am now president of Honduras, Louisiana. It doesn't seem to make much sense. It really and It's does. a little bit expensive. I understand. You know, Obama wants a $3.7 billion. And I think that's a fine uh, amount of n money, but of course Obama hasn't been known to spend money wisely, so God knows where it's going to go. Probably just buying a bunch of people more brisket in Texas, <laughs> which, what, $3.7 billion, that'll feed about, what, 400 people? <laughs> but I tell you, man, being in Lubbock, Texas, I'm pretty sure that entire town is just run by restaurants. It's just people, it's who, just people who work at one restaurant, mm -hmm. eating eat at another, another yeah. restaurant, and it just kind of cross-pollinates, and so the town is just growing through restaurants. And everyone's fat! Got to be huge. So huge. But they're cozy and they're comfortable. Man, they are. You know, that's not bad. I don't mind a good fatty. You know, you're out there. I mean, what do you got to do in Texas anymore? You got a drought, so you can't farm. No, the drought's uh, starting to end. Drought's starting to end. Starting to, yeah. Very good. We're optimistic. That's great. Yeah, we finally got, uh, we got horny toads again in, uh, on the ranch for the first time in years. They're coming back. Huh. <laughs> I'll tell you, Texans, they measure their happiness by weird things. <laughs> I we're, we're coming back. I we, got, we got horny toads. <laughs> we got all these fucking lizards that shoot blood out of their eyes. We, things are looking up. It's like when the... Uh, it's like when the, the Clampets discovered oil. <laughs> hey, baby, we got horny toads again. I couldn't tell you. I, I Man, when I saw a horny toad, I took out my uh, phone. I took out a bunch of yeah. pictures of it. I was so excited to see it because, you know, they were my favorite animal when I was a kid. That's and, a great animal. And everyone told them, you know, like, don't kill horny toads. They're endangered. Right. But now, now that the drought's starting to end. And you people can start don't killing kill them again. Them. No, I had to stop my nephew from oh. killing the horny toad. Get the fuck out of here, kid. You don't need to kill that. You don't have to kill everything that you see. You don't have to murder every animal that can be murdered. This is something that the immigrant kids coming over here don't have to be told. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You know? Gotta do something with them. 
God, I mean, right now they're just in a glorified prisons. As a matter of fact, what was that one story you were telling me about? There was a YMCA. <laughs> yeah, there was some, a, some Tea Party fellow. And I feel like the Tea Party gets bastardized too much. I feel like overall they're they're fine older people who are just looking for love and they don't know how to use the internet, <laughs> so they don't have eHarmony or Match dot com, and they just, so they just go to big. Big rallies, uh, you know, surrounded by their political beliefs. Mm-hmm. There was this uh, guy. Uh, he was in Arizona, of course, oh, my and goodness. he's a state representative. Oh, okay. Like, this guy is in our government Uh-oh. making decisions. Yikes. Uh, but, of course, he went out to one of the immigrant protests out there, and uh, a bus was rolling up. Of course, all these people are yeah, protesting signs. all the buses, and, and he tweeted, bus coming in. This is not compassion. This is the abrogation of the rule of law. And, of course, the bus... What the hell is he even talking about? (laughs) He's talking about abrogation, Ben. The rule of law, sure. But, I mean, if you... Then Arizona should be Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I understand the rule of law. I love laws. Laws are very important for society. They are. On occasion, you have to get rid of your primitive well that's that's not a that's not that's against the law like you have to like realize that this is a situation that needs to be handled regardless of if it's not written down yeah you know like people can't understand this guy let's just say he would not pass ucb improv 101 (laughs) not very good at expanding his brain he needs to go on a trip to colorado or even we're anywhere Wisconsin wilderness, drop some mushrooms, mm-hmm. two days, and just come back and don't be quite as concerned with rigid law and look at a bunch of children on a bus and figure out a rational plan of what to do with them. Well, his plan uh, was, of course, to tweet. Can we shoot them? No, we cannot shoot them. <laughs> you have to have another. That's always your first plan, Congressman. <laughs> and we never say yes. Can't do it legally. <laughs> So he tweeted a picture of the bus, and he goes and talks to the local news station, and he said, I could see the fear on the kids' faces. Of course they were terrified. Well, unfortunately, the kids were not illegal immigrants. They were YMCA summer campers. Oh, I love it. I love it. And uh, And what's the difference? uh, (laughs) What is the difference? Well, when the news reporter, after he said that, you know, he after he made a nice ass of himself, great reporter, by the way, made sure to let give him enough rope. uh, And he said, you know, that was a bus with YMCA kids. Right. And uh, the guy replied, oh, they were sad, too. Yeah, they were sad, too. <laughs> they were sad. That's a great learning experience for those kids, though, those YMCA kids. Very rarely, it's like the, it's sort of like that scared straight program mm-hmm. where you get sent to prison because you stole a couple of packs of cigarettes and they, they send you there for eight hours and a bunch of huge dudes scream at you, which, by the way, if I ever go to prison, fingers crossed, I do not. I will be very well behaved just so I can have one day <laughs> of screaming at a bunch of teenagers. That is a that is a great reward. Yeah. Forget honey buns. I don't care about honey buns or extra yard time or uh, cable TV. I don't just give me one channel. I don't even like decisions. No. I don't like choices. But just let me yell at a bunch of 17-year-old kids for 8 hours just one day a year. That's all I want to do. You got some odd priorities. It's, a, it's different. <laughs> I'm a different guy. But the, the, at least these kids finally got to see the what that rage looks like on the other end. Well, I mean, really, the hopefully, kids... It, hopefully it makes them a little bit more compassionate. I mean, this guy, his name, uh, by the way, his name is Adam Quasman. 
Uh, yeah, and tweet Adam. Tweet Adam. Yeah. Tweet at Adam Quasman. Adam, Tell him he's an idiot. Adam Quasman. Uh, and what he said, of course, if you'll remember, he said he could see the fear in the faces. However, the uh, news reporter said that the kids were actually laughing and taking pictures of the protest with their cell phones. Maybe the guy's autistic. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I mean, you, this you guy can't tell the uh, emotion. You can't figure they it out. They had faces. <laughs> who knows? I think they should be sad. Therefore, they are sad. Yeah, he just projected his own image of what they should. That's why he also thought they were immigrants. Yes, he needs. He to- just thought that they were sad immigrants when in reality they were all just a bunch of white kids uh, who were having a great time. Yeah, he's uh, about to also- go tubing. He also posted on Twitter, I apologize for the confusion. That was my error. And last tweet, not the bus of illegal immigrant children. Thank God. What an idiot. (laughs) What an absolute idiot. Get him out of Congress. He's a moron. And all these states, I mean, I will, the the one thing I do agree with, and I understand some of the difficulty if you're a sheriff in some of these towns, the administration, the federal government, they didn't tell them that they were bringing the kids in. No, they did not. You gotta let people know. Yeah, one of the sheriffs said. If you're having company over, (laughs) if my roommate has a couple of people over, i like, Ben, I got two friends staying on the couch for a weekend. Heads up. Yeah. Not a problem. Not a problem. I'll wear clothes. I'll know what to do. Yeah. You know? One sheriff said, my question to Homeland Security was, give us a sense of the profile of these individuals. They have no idea who's coming in. They have no idea what to do with them. Should we put them? Should we give them a little bit more security? Should we give them no security at all? Should we put them in camps or should we put them in cells? And then there's one officer just being like, can I tickle them? You're like, no, (laughs) officer. Pinkberry, you can't tickle them. <laughs> Why do you always want to tickle the kids? <laughs> this guy wants to tickle the kids. This guy wants to shoot him. You want to tickle him? Nah, you can't. You can't get it. Can't get it right. Middle you know? ground, fellas. Middle, middle of the ground. Um, it's a mess. Yep. It's a total mess. Some leadership would be great. I would love it. I mean, just a, just a nice, strong talking to the American people. Do a little theater, Mr. Obama. That would be great. Mm -hmm. I would love it. But uh, I don't know. I feel real lost. I feel feel like the country feels abandoned, and that's not good. And it's sort of – it reminds me of when Jimmy Carter went over to – what's the place all the presidents go to? uh, Uh, Camp David. Camp David for like 60 days during the hostage crisis. And was like, what are you doing? And he's just like, I'm thinking. (laughs) Hostage crisis, gas shortage. Yeah. All that. The the malaise. Just AWOL. AWOL. And Obama's playing golf, getting good at it. They they were redoing the bowling alley because now he wants to bowl. He's turning into a white guy. That's what the presidency will do to you. Yeah. You know, you go down to Detroit as a white guy, you turn into a black guy. You go into the White House as a black guy, you come out a white guy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the way it is. Um, very, he's got to get his, got to get it together. Make some decisions. Yeah. You know, either way. Um, let's wrap it up because I feel like we, yeah, that was a nice little uh, talk on immigration. Great one. Um, and tweet us. That's at Marcus Parks on Twitter. I'm at Ben Kissel on Twitter. Tweet us what you think about the show. Email uh, Cave Comedy Radio at CaveComedyRadio.com. CaveComedyRadio at gmail.com. Oh, at gmail.com. That's good. And um, yeah, and again, next episode, we're going to be interviewing the uh, arresting officer, Detective Eric Reynolds from the Central Park Five. That'll be fascinating. And um yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Oh, and be sure to go to iTunes. That's right. Do this rate and review. Yeah, iTunes and then like give it give it uh I would say five stars. That's what I would say. That's what I'd say too. Um but, but of only course, if we deserve it. Yeah, you just you uh, you you be honest. 
be honest with yourself because that's all you can do. Uh, that would be very, very helpful. And then we can get last podcast on the left in the top uh, 50, this in the top 100, and maybe roundtable in the top 100 as well. We'll get all three of the shows that Marcus and I do together in the uh, up there in the ranks for iTunes. Take over the world. <laughs> that's our mission. Um, all right, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost.